0: Hello and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, At every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV Show. Together we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cast guests will be ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis.
1: Welcome to the show tonight, everyone. We have a great, great uh, guest for you. Her name is Lyric Benson Ferguson, and uh, while Ferguson may be only thirty-two, her timeless wisdom speaks for itself. As she deeply experiences God as a manifestation in everyday experiences, in everything we touch, in every human being, she finds God completely accessible. Hence, French kissing God. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Lyric. We're so glad you're here.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here.
1: So, you know, let's let's ask the most obvious and intriguing question that I'm sure is in the minds of all of our listeners. How in the world did you come up with this awesome yet provocative title? And, you know, how does it kind of fit into your book of
2: poetry? Well, um, I think it's good to give a top bit of background. So, I grew up in Los Angeles, I didn't have any spiritual upbringing to speak of, but then when I was about 19 years old, um, several very challenging life experiences made me seek spirituality and I became a celibate monk for almost a decade and during that time I would meditate 8 to 10 hours a day and I spent much time in deep silence and prayer and during those those years my relationship with the divine became extremely clear it became very personal it became very loving and i think that each and every one of us has such a unique relationship with the self when i say god i mean being wholeness the higher self whatever anybody chooses to call source and I think that, um, the reason that I chose the title is is my experience of God was is that it always appeared to me the way in which I needed it at every moment as mm-hmm. a best friend in consciousness, you know it was always it wasn't through other human beings, it was through consciousness, through visions that I had, and it was a best friend, it was a lover, it was my own self. It was a teacher. It was a father figure. And it just was an extremely intimate experience. And I think all of us know the love and passion that we feel during an intimate moment with, with another human loved one. And so that level of passion I bring to my relationship with the divine. Wow, that's an amazing story. So, you know, uh, take us on a little journey,
1: as uh, you know, pre- pretend that we're watching you, as you are this celibate monk. And by the way, how long, how long were you a celibate monk?
2: It was about eight and a half years that um, I was okay. extremely, extremely inward. So, uh huh. Yeah. So, how old were you when you started this? Uh it was from about 21 until I was 29. It, that was okay. you know about the time 2930 so something like that.
1: Okay, so take us through the day a day in your life as a celibate monk. Tell us tell us about when you got up, what you did, what you ate, what you thought. The whole thing, just take <laughs> us through a day in your life. Cuz I know What's my listeners everything? and they're going No way. Did you really do that? So, yeah, take us there.
2: Sure, sure. So um, for the first three years, I was a member of a coherence creating group, World Peace. So it was in a a group situation, and um, it involved long meditations, you know, eight to ten hours a day. Um, After those three years, I left the group and I was on my own, And so I was able to kind of create my own schedule. And what I would do is I would wake around 345 in the morning to four o'clock and I would meditate several hours and then I would, um, do a breathing practice and then I would eat some breakfast and then I would. (laughs) And what was your breakfast? We got We just have to know what did you eat for breakfast? (laughs) Oh my God. That's so cute. Um, Well, you know, it varied over the years. I actually um, went from being a vegetarian to uh, I I became, unfortunately, became very sick on that diet. So that wasn't Mm -hmm. so good for me. So I actually am a paleo now, which is quite the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, So Mm -hmm. I eat meat, vegetables, fruits, nuts. And so my morning breakfast is usually – some um cooked fruit and some nuts if i feel like it or some not cooked fruit just fruit usually <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then um and then i always would um spend uh several hours either in some other form of um meditation or prayer or um spending time in nature uh, I find that to be incredibly, you know, spiritual and grounding and important to be in silence in nature. And then I would have lunch, and then that lunch would, you know, depend depending on the Haleo day. Again, some meat and <laughs> meat and vegetables. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and then after that, you know, I would go back into meditation for several hours and then I would come out and have dinner and then I would be in bed usually by 7.45. So that was that was my schedule for many, many years.
1: Well, my goodness, I would imagine you would be in bed early because you were getting up before dawn, 3.45. Yes. Now, did somebody come through and wake you up or did you w- just wake up naturally on your own?
2: Were their um, bells I chimes or I, I woke up naturally on my own. I think um you know, when you're doing that long of meditation, you become uh, very alert. You know, even during sleep there's a quality of alertness and awakeness. And so, um, you know, I my body would somehow just just knew when to wake up. <laughs> That's so amazing. I, I don't think I, I really no, I would never set alarms and I remember Whenever I had to travel, always having very early flights and feeling like it was such a blessing that waking up at 345 was not a big deal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You were so attuned to it. So, you know, getting into sleeping and and the meditation, you know, I'm all about dreams. I believe our, our dreams are our sacred doorways to heaven through which our spirit guides and our guardian angels come into our dream world. Um, and, and they give us guidance. So when you were in this meditative state for those many, many hours, did you find that you were receiving guidance or were you trying to completely empty your brain to achieve nirvana?
2: Well, I have a practice um called transcendental meditation in the T M C D program that I do. and you know, it's a very specific practice mm-hmm. uh to cultivate higher states of consciousness and enlightenment and anybody can learn it and um most people practice only for 20 twice a day which is very different than what practice I had um mm-hmm. but so the instructions are you know very specific but that being said during uh the TM city program yes i would have visions all the time i mean you just see the universe unfolding you have visions of ascended masters you have I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It depends day to day. Um, and then, of course, during waking, you know, all of that continues. So it wasn't mm-hmm. as if, um, you know, suddenly the visions just go away. I mean, I would be just cooking lunch, and I, I am aware that there's angelic beings there with me. You know, I think it's just the thing mm-hmm. of the, those those beings those ascended masters and great teachers became my companions because i had no other human companions really during those years <laughs> um uh-huh. and so the awareness and the attention was always flowing to those kind of um higher realms um whereas now i'm more you know i my attention is with my husband and the house and all those things as well it's more balanced now for sure. Uh huh. So when you were in these meditative states, and and
1: and then were not, did you find that any of the information that you were given while in that meditative state or in your dream state, did anything ever come through? Was there any ever any validation in the waking world or the aware world to your meditations or dreams?
2: Well, I would say. of course i mean you know a lot of i i've told you know people over the years about the various visions that i have and i think that the validation is when you're, when you're open and you're just looking out um for example when i was living in jackson hole the the dynamics of mother earth there are very powerful and the energetics, the vortexes, the different fields, And, you know, I could just see that with my eyes open. It looked just like the landscape, you know, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't any different. And so there was no, I don't know. It's funny. It's like, there's no need for validation because it's so true. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. there's, it's like the sun is shining and, you know, that's pretty obvious. So it's like, it's like nobody could try to tell me that there is no sun because the sun is, the sun is there. So Mm -hmm. um, for me, you you know, the
1: validation
2: was not. Yeah, so you
1: felt that strongly about the information that you received while in your meditations and in your, your dream states, exact same type of. Of belief, knowing—it's um, a knowing.
2: Yes, it's just a—it's just a knowingness. And I think you know. At first, I—I I remember actually. At first, of course, I would have the um, uh, vision universe like bubbling up from a field of consciousness and beautiful. I mean, it was just so amazing and beautiful. And I think it, the first few times that it happens, your mind gets overshadowed and you think oh my god what is this <laughs> and could this be real and then and then after a while you just get so used to it that it becomes very natural mhm mhm
1: i can i can definitely See that uh, you know I've I've had those experiences with my dreams too where you know the the information that comes in you just you know it you you don't have to believe in it because that means that you're just taking faith on faith base you know because you realize that that information wouldn't be coming to you if it were not very very important. So before we take our 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 break, our commercial break, could you share with our listening audience how they can uh find you, contact you, get your book and you did mention that that you you do music as well.
2: I uh, yes, actually um so you can get my book on Amazon Um, You just search French Kissing God, and you can get it in paperback or Kindle. And then um, I do have a a CD out as well, which is spiritual rock and roll music. It's pretty wild and Mm -hmm. awesome, and it's co-written by my dad, Robbie Benson, um, and that's on iTunes, and it's called Lyrics, Love, Light, Revolution. And, of course, you can go to my website, which is www.frenchkissinggod.com, and you can listen to some of those tracks, and you can read about my poetry book and find out how to get it and all those things.
1: Great. Don't go away, listeners. We're going to be right back. And when we come back, we're going to uh, shift into a different gear. We're going to go back into the past and talk about... Uh, lyric's upbringing as the daughter of an actor, director, songwriter who uh, was involved in Beauty and the Beast. He was a director of sitcoms like Friends and Ellen. Yeah, don't go away because it's going to get better.
2: Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99?
1: OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavan She's an international best-selling author, and
2: Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and
0: the subconscious mind.
2: Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, Wicked Housewives on CapeCod.com.
0: Kathleen O'Keefe Canvas and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Canavis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Laurie Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their writers workshop intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked House Lives on CapeCod.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone, and for those of you just tuning in, we have Lyric Benson Ferguson with us today, and she's talking about her book of poetry titled French Kissing God, A Journey to Enlightenment, and in the first part of the show, we were talking about how she was a celibate monk for like eight and a half years, and now we're going to take a step back into time and look at her life Before that, so Lyric, you are actually the daughter of actor, director, songwriter Bobby Benson, Uh, and he was involved in Ice Castle's Beauty and the Beast, and he's the director of sitcoms like Friends and Ellen. Uh, So give us a little um, tour in the past of your life growing up so we can we can get the juxtaposition between that and a celibate monk,
2: yeah, sure, so basically, <laughs> you know growing up i my parents are incredible, incredibly kind, moral people, but um, I didn't you know have any spiritual dogma in my life, um, and <laughs> it was just always very creative in my house as you said my dad's Robbie Benson and he um was still acting when i was first born and i was oftentimes you know on sets as a as a child then when he began directing i also would go with him as often as i possibly could to the sets of of ellen especially i loved um, that show, and I would just go, and I would hang out, and I would shadow him and learn everything that I could, and I thought I would be a filmmaker, you know, and my mom um, <laughs> sang with Meat Loaf. Uh, she's the girl from the Bad Out of Hell tour, so, you know, <laughs> I just grew up, yeah, I grew it's up unbelievable. With, with a very um, eccentric, I think, you know, parents, they were awesome, are awesome. So, yeah.
1: That's a, that is that is just amazing. So you've kind of come a full circle, though, because uh, you went to the university where you are now, after all the traveling around, every, after everything that you did, you're back there. Tell us how that happened. You actually met your husband at the university. Is that correct?
2: Um yes, we met many years ago and then he actually also lived uh, monastically for about 5 years. Uh, so we we weren't in contact for you know a decade <laughs> and, or something like that. Um but uh you know, we we really had a lot of admiration for one another as friends and then a few um years ago I came back to this very small town in Iowa called Fairfield and um we reconnected and then we left again we lived in hawaii for a few years and now we're back in again in fairfield um for his work so yes it's, a, it's been <laughs> it's a beautiful town so we're both glad we're here mm-hmm. and and he was actually
1: uh he he helped your book become a number 1 bestseller on amazon is that correct so he's behind your work yeah. and he's behind your book
2: Yes, he's amazing. He's like probably the most adorable person in the world, plus he's a very talented marketer, so <laughs> he mm-hmm. became a um kind of a marketing genius uh a few years ago, and so I benefited from that definitely
1: so uh in in all of the research that that I did on you, I saw a quote that I just love that you that you wrote you say. In my humble experience, the path towards God-realization is at times extremely challenging because you are swimming in such a different current than the rest of the world. So explain that to the listeners. What is this current, and how is it different?
2: Well, I think that, you know, we live in a, um, a culture that is very... Oh, I don't mean to use the word ego in a in a negative way, but by saying the individual self centric, you know, it's just it's egocentric, it's mind based, it's um a lot of busyness and and you know, who how can I kind of beat out this next person? There's a lack of unity, you know, to our our Western culture. It's growing but it's it's definitely, there's a huge lack there. And I think that when each of us choose to dive within and, and take a more spiritual path, it's a very different vibration than most of what the world is living in. And so sometimes you just feel that friction. It's just energetic. It's, you know, uh, something that we just notice, you know, sometimes very challenging because... We're acting from a heart-centered place. We're acting from a place that's more holistic. And yet simultaneously, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are acting from a more fragmented place and judge our actions as being not sound because it's just different.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's
2: different than what they consider the norm. And, um, so each of us has to be very brave to go on on the path that that we choose
1: and and we all have our own different norm. Nobody's norm is quite the same as anybody else's, right?
2: Of course, of course, each of us is so unique, and I think that's the thing We all listen to the you know the drum of our soul the 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 beat of our soul, and um, when we become very deeply in tune with that we become even more unique uh just like every flower is incredibly unique when one looks closely you know every snowflake mm-hmm. when, when when you look closely but um but in you know until we get to that point a lot of times it's it's a lot of breaking free from many constraints that that we've been taught throughout our lives so
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you know, when when I was looking through your book and, and reading some of your poems, I found that the collection really offered not just inspiration but insights into inspiration, and and it really does give you guidance. Your words uh, just kind of jump off the page and 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 they guide you and provide encouragement, especially I think for somebody seeking spiritual uh, direction because I would venture to say that your past that you told us about is, is such a juxtaposition to where you are now that you've been able to live both sides of the coin. And I see that in your poetry. I feel it when, when I'm reading it. So, um, could you give us a real treat and and read one of your poems to us? We've only got about 10 minutes left, but I want the audience to, to see how your
2: words resonate. Sure, sure. So here's a poem that's called She's Already Full. Mm. Can eternity flicker? See it in you, love, like the earth breaking underneath my feet a slow unexpected quiver before it cracks splits canyons conceived in its tumultuous wake who would have known such softness could become a light so piercing so silent it's streaming from her pores her eyes her beingness she is a cavern a vessel for the unmanifest to emerge from She is a flame of eternity fanning itself in the piercing eyes of a soul living in Dharma. She hunts, although she is already full, the extreme delicacy of infinite strength budding. This is you, love. God, this must be you. That was really
1: beautiful. So tell us what... tell tell us what happened to to cause this these beautiful words to create this gorgeous
2: poem that you just read to us um well this particular poem is i think really about the journey you know each of us mm-hmm. um have <laughs> have our path and that awakening moment and this this poem i actually wrote about a dear friend of mine who i watched through her awakening process, and it just was so beautiful to see eternity flicker in her, you know, and watch how she's so delicate and simultaneously so powerful, and, you know, that's, that's this is what this particular poem is about, but each of my poems, you know, this one is very Personal. Each of them, though, is different in their own way, as you said, offering a healing in it in its own way. Because I think we can all relate to to the words in different ways.
1: Absolutely, yes. And so I just want to read uh, something that that another author wrote about your book, and sh- this is Marcy sh- uh, Shimoff. S-H-I-M-O-F-F. She's a number one New York Times bestseller of Chicken Soup for the Soul, Women's Souls. Through Lyric Benson Ferguson's poetry, she beautifully shares glimpses of her profound spiritual journey. Her wild humor had me laughing out loud while deliciously reminding me of the divine nature of life within all of us. So we're down to our last five minutes lyric. I mean, it it went so quickly and it's been so beautiful. Is there any thoughts you would like to leave with our audience when we close?
2: I think, you know, the main thing that I, I like when I'm asked that question is, is that each of us have the capacity to live our own divinity. We have the ability to contact the infinite within ourselves, and to truly live that and walk that, and and that I just hope that that all of us don't forget that at any moment that we strive all the time to become the greatest aspect of ourselves, which is just the the shining light of our soul living on Earth. So, that's what I mm. think I would say.
1: <laughs> mhm. And then, and that's beautiful. And before we go, can you? give our listening audience one more time all the information they'll need to find you, contact you, and get your beautiful book of poetry.
2: Um, Yes, of course. The Easiest God, A Journey to Enlightenment, uh, is on Amazon. And you just type it in under books, the title, French Kissing God. And it comes in paperback or Kindle version there. You can also go to my website www.frenchkissinggod.com, or you can get my CD on iTunes, and it's called Lyrics Love Light Revolution. And you can hear some of those tracks um, on the website if you are interested.
1: Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Lyric Benson Ferguson, who is the author of French. Kissing God, A Journey to Enlightenment, and uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed your poetry. I thought it was beautiful, and uh, thank you again so much for being on the show with us today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week.